Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I'm Jason Comstock, and welcome to We Happy Few, the podcast that allows veterans and their families to tell their stories. What does the oath of enlistment mean to you? Uh, what does the oath of enlistment mean to me? Um, yeah, I think it means honoring who you are and who you want to be for this country. Um, and and I, uh, you know, like I said, being a third-generation military uh, man, it means so much because if you look back across, wow, my eyes welling up <laughs> if you look back across the you know the hundreds of years that this country's been here people have given uh, life limb and literally liberty to enable us to do the things that we do today enable the folks that went and get out there and, and uh, picket some sort of uh, cause or just march for some cause or just build a business and raise their family um, I think putting yourself up there, you know, that oath and enlistment's being, you know what, I'm going to be here for you so that you don't have to be here, right? I'm going to stand on the wall, you know, M16 at their weapon at the ready so that you can sleep safe, so that you can do the things that you want to do and that you need to do in your daily life. I'm not asking anything for it. Don't even need a thank you. Just when I put my weapon down, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. When I put my weapon down, um, maybe honor the next man that comes along. Yeah, you know, that's, that is a really good question. To me, you know, it's you take an oath to, you know, serve, serve the, the people of the United States to defend the Constitution you know, the Constitution gives us so many rights. Um, and when you serve that, um, you're serving the people of the United States and giving them the opportunity to, um, you know, to pursue life, life, liberty and happiness, you know. Um, and that's, that's what we want. We want, we want to be able to have a safe place to raise our families, um, have the liberties to enjoy freedom, um, and to create happiness, um, in our communities, in our country, you know, in the world really. And I, I, um, I feel like, you know, serving in the military, that's what you do. It's, you know, it's not, it's, there are certainly guys in the military that are like, ah, I just want to go to war. I want to go to war. But most people in the military, they're there to serve other people, people who can't protect themselves, people who can't stand up for themselves. And, you know, I, I feel a sense of uh, commitment to to the nation and to my community. And, and so, you know, that's what the uh, that's what the oath of enlistment and the oath of office really means to me. So. 
Well, it's a covenant that has to be honored with all you have, even your life. Uh, I think loyalty to our free nation is a paramount thing on anybody going into the military. Without any questions, whatever it takes, whatever it costs, that's the way I feel about this nation. I don't, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not a very literal person with this. Like, the oath of enlistment to me is, and and I, I'll, I'll preface this with, again, I've, I've only got eight years in, you know, no deployments. But that oath is, is to me, it's to my community. It's to the people whose houses are flooding here in Bismarck or, you know, the... It, the oath to me is just, it's, it's about serving those who could be my neighbor or anything above and beyond that's asked of me. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's cause I've never had to really think of that, but I bet I'll have a phenomenal answer for you in three weeks. You know, <laughs> I just, it's, it's to me saying that and I like I said I enlisted at 27 I went to MEPS it took me almost a year to enlist um I was in great physical shape I had an extremely high ASVAB score I never even had a traffic citation I was the perfect recruit but through a number of things <laughs> I had you know just these struggles and so going to MEPS preparing to say that and then being told you had to wait six more weeks for this reason and going like for me, the oath of enlistment and getting to swear in was, without a doubt, the proudest moment of my life. And um, I'm just honored, which again is cliche, but I'm truly honored to get to live that. Um, and I love being a citizen soldier. I love being able to do what I do on the civilian side and still get to serve my country. Well, gosh, I mean, you're talking about support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign, domestic, obey the orders of the president. And the, I mean, I, I, it's it's always been sacred to me. You know, you take an oath like that, you uh, you live up to it. I, you know, uh, up to the point where you're willing to give your life, sacrifice your life to it for it. You know, I mean, this is an oath you've taken, and it's something you're willing to do. Um, you know, I. Uh, of course, I am no longer in a position where I'm taking that oath to support and defend my. Although I'm on the retired reserves, I suppose I could get called up, you know. And, and it, if I do, I, you know, of course I would take take it seriously. But um, but no, it feels like, uh, you know, it, it, it makes you. Uh, first of all, it, it it's what separates you from anybody else. It's what puts you in a position where you're, um, you know, where you're part of something bigger, you know, something more important than yourself. That, that you are willing to, again, to, to do your best to support or sacrifice yourself if need be. I mean, you have to be willing to, to do that, um, to, to be a part of this. The oath of enlistment, to me, gives me the opportunity to, to serve. You know, initially, like I said, when I first joined the military, I did not know much of what it entailed. But the longer that I stayed in and I saw that people actually needed 
us to go and fight for them because they couldn't fight for themselves to speak for them, to be a voice, to be an advocate for them. The oath of enlistment gave me that opportunity. It continues to give me that opportunity. And that's one of the reasons that I stay in to be able to make a positive difference in the world. I think the most important part of the oath of enlistment for me is the part at the end that says, so help me God. So now look at that oath as not just something that we speak, something that we say when we are enlisting, but it's a prayer to me. So help me God. Like no matter what comes up, what obstacles I have to face, death or life, whatever. So help me God with whatever decision or mission I have to go on. So help me God. So it has definitely been an opportunity for me to serve my country and to give back when others could not. The Oath of Enlistment, um, what does it mean to me? Um, it's a promise. Um, it's a promise I made to my country to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, right? Um, and, the, and the Constitution isn't, you know, it's not just the document that we use to, to govern our country, right? It represents the principles our country was founded on, right? Those, those, those principles that are laid out in the Declaration of Independence, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? It's the heart and soul of our country, and, you know, it's something that's, that's worth fighting for. The thing that it means to me was that you protect the, protect the United States, you serve the Constitution, you, you do the job. And whether and whether it's where the or they learned that growing up or in the Midwest or during the army, which it really drove that idea home, is that if there's a job to get done, you do the job. And if there's something you need to do to support that, you figure out how to get that done, but you execute the mission and the reason you do that is because that's what this country was founded on, is a lot of people said, this is the country that we want to build. Um, this is what we have to do to grow it, to keep it healthy and strong. So you do the, you do the job that you were assigned. And whether it may be tough or whether it may be difficult, those things aren't as important as the mission itself. So, and that's what I look look at, you know, going forward in life is, what is my mission now? And what do I need to do every day to get that job done? Join us again for the next episode of We Happy Few. If you have comments about the show, please contact us by email at tips at loudmouthproject.com or on Twitter at LoudmouthJason. Check out our website at loudmouthproject.com and navigate to the We Happy Few page. You can also find and subscribe to free episodes of our podcast on Google Podcast, iTunes, and other places where you find interesting shows. Be sure to review our show as well. We love to get your feedback, and it helps grow our audience. I'm Jason Comstock, and until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and stay engaged. We Happy Few is a production of the Loudmouth Project.
a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.